What's going on, guys? It's Tyler Ray here, the host of the Full Depth Podcast, sitting with, as always, Handsome Mike on the mic. We want to welcome you to the Full Depth Podcast and give you a little context. You take a walk inside of our crazy minds and through some of the hottest topics in today's world. Before we move any further forward, I want you to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're consuming our content. If you are on iTunes, welcome. If you are on Instagram, hey, welcome. If you're on Facebook, we're probably not on Facebook, so I don't know what you're doing on there. But join us as we navigate through some of the some of the intricacies of our mind and bring on some pretty cool guests along the way. We'll see you on the inside. Um, so we were we were already chatting. I think I think the correct term is we were already venting a little bit during lunch that I think it was a perfect segue into like, let's just throw these fucking headsets on and continue chopping it up. We were, <clears throat> I guess, talking a little bit about like navigating like ruts and ruts can really come in any shape and size. And, and uh, but more so what we're getting into is like when you hit that point in your life, whether it's personal, professional, physical, what have you, where something seems like it's just like, I can't seem to get through to that next step. I can't seem to figure out what to do in order to make myself feel better in whatever aspect you're dealing with. And I imagine, <laughs> this is me speculating, but I imagine a lot of people deal with this, mm-hmm. right, on a, on a daily basis. And it can last a day, it can last a month, it can last a year. But And, and people get into some pretty serious ruts that lead to, to pretty serious outcomes. And, you know, I've been there in the past with personal stuff and I know you have as well but right now you you were mentioning that at a certain certain part of what you're doing right now with with your with the business it feels like you're trying to crack through it into a kind of a next step or next stage can you talk a little bit about yeah. what like what what's going on right now with you and and more so with with uh, maybe a rut yeah so you know so like to, to talk about the rut that people probably experience it probably happens and this is probably just me speculating as well because i'm going through it um is that when people are looking to achieve a a goal of some sort most likely our members we're talking about like some type of weight loss goal or some fitness goal or um and, and i'm sure there's many people listening that probably have a career goal and the common theme is that they're they're doing their best to achieve that goal and no matter what they do they just can't break through that that barrier that's going to get them to the next level and so for me um business wise which also kind of coincides from a personal side i'm going to need to develop um a different skill set or new habits that are going to help me break through that that plateau or that barrier and i think ruts happen when and this is just just me thinking on the top of my head right now and kind of making this definition, I and mean, maybe it exists in the world, but I don't know. But but in my opinion, ruts probably happen the moment your capacity to 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 comprehend the subject matter or or, or your current habits meets the threshold of your capacity. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Yeah, so you're basically so like saying you're, you hit a rut when you've hit a point in which like you've kind of tapped out tap- what you know, right? And at that point, you're going to have to now develop yourself into a new 
individual that has a new habit system, has a new skill set, or like a new a new t- um, uh, chapter of yourself. Yeah. Right, right. Still, still you, but like you need to learn some more shit. Yeah, and and I think that's where people quit, and that's when people are like, oh, you know, I just can't do it anymore. I'm gonna quit. And we were, we were talking about this earlier when we were before we were on on live, and how. Um, I lost my train of thought. There's my rut. That's okay. He's uh, in a mental rut currently. <laughs> mental rut. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about stuff over over lunch about that kind of that same thing where it's like, yeah. I want yes. X. Yes. So, um, when you want these crazy goals that s- <laughs> most time they seem like in- insurmountable or not achievable, um, we, we tend to second guess ourselves and thinking that maybe I just don't have what it takes to 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 be that person that creates this crazy whether it's a gym or a business or a fitness challenge or whatever the case may be. Changing your life in some way. Yeah. Um, Or you like quitting your job or whatever the case may be. And uh, I I think we panic sets in and that may be from an evolutionary standpoint where like anxiety sets in, stress sets in and it thinks that we're being attacked by a lion. We're pretty self-preserving by nature. I think when we, when we hit that point of, of discomfort or, or uh, vulnerability, we tend to, recede into ourselves to what feels comfortable which a lot of the time is is avoidance yeah and, and i think the monotony and I, I think people don't understand how much work goes <coughs> behind the scenes when it comes to achieving a goal because people see the end result people see the vacation it's like oh wow i'm gonna have palm trees and nice water and beach and sand but then they don't realize to get there all the steps that are needed to be there and and the moment that they're not successful in one or two areas leading up to that, they might be like, this isn't for me. I can't, I quit. You know, what's funny is as you're saying that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of playing through these scenarios in my mind where it's like, you, you've done that where you've seen the person on vacation that just seems to have a little bit better of a vacation than you have. Right. Yeah. It's like they're doing th- and you look at them. It must be nice. Like they get to do all this really cool stuff and have all this money, but it's like the, the sacrifice that goes along with getting to a point of, of luxury like that and or success is, I think, very difficult for people to comprehend. If it was very easy, let's take, for instance, a lottery winner, mm-hmm. right? Probably the easiest way to be stupid wealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> easiest way in the sense of like you physically didn't have to do a lot right. other than like cross your fingers. Statistically, obviously, very, very, very difficult. But tell me like a whole bunch of really well-known lottery winners that still have a lot of money that they're pulling from. Mm-hmm. I think that the the process of attaining the wealth and, and the success teaches you those skill sets to be able to manage the lifestyle that comes along with it. You, somebody that had won the lottery, the likelihood is they, they blow through a lot of that money really quickly because they don't, they haven't developed the skills throughout the success of their life that put them in a position to be able to, to responsibly mm. um, have that lifestyle. So I think when we, we look and we wish and we wonder, we also have to remind ourselves that those, those people on a whole have sacrificed a great deal of the things that you're not willing to sacrifice. So when you're like, I wish I had that or must be nice, keep in mind that part of, like, part of me feels a little bit bad for super successful people. Now, I, I know they wouldn't want my pity or, or p- people's pity in general, but I look at the the family sacrifices that are mm-hmm. typically made for for high level success you're working nonstop even where I'm at right now 
and I wouldn't consider myself extraordinarily successful. I, I would consider myself um, fortunate to be able to do what I absolutely would want to do anyway and, and make a living off of it and being recognized in my industry as a, as a contributor. But the amount of times I have to spend absorbed into my phone, if anybody that's listening right now knows what I do, it's like the majority of it's driven through social media and it is a job. Like it, it's an absolute, especially if you're doing it the proper way, it's, it's a, a job. Huge job. It's a huge job and it's very, it's very time consuming. It's frustrating. It's addictive, which is dangerous because I, I'm quite an addictive person by nature. Mm-hmm. And at times I catch myself or Kelly catches me working when I don't need to be working because it just feels like I should be. Mm-hmm. And it's these kind of like habits that I've developed that have helped me become successful in this area. But at the same time, they're the same ones that frustrate me the most. So it's, I'm not sure where I was going with this other than um, it's, it's nice to want all this and, and want, but there's a sacrifice. Yeah. And there's a massive sacrifice. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure you see this a lot cause you're on social media and you probably see like the sponsored ads pop up, but <clears throat> At least in my space, because I own a business, I get a lot of like business coach sponsored ads, mm-hmm. and they're, they're selling the dream. They're selling they make seven figures, live on the beach, uh, you're gonna have a great life full of freedom, and everybody everybody's being sold this this beach house, mm-hmm. but no one's telling them how to get there, mm-hmm. and so like we're we're delusional in the sense that success just happens to anybody that dreams big. Well, no, like like you need to put some t- level of work in there. That's the spark. Yeah, right? the spark is is the is the dream and the desire, but it's the you know the kindling and the actual fire itself. That's that's the foundation. You have to lay that down over time and develop the behaviors to be able to keep that fire going and grow and grow and grow and grow. Yeah. You know, and and it's, and it's not fun or sexy or or, or 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 exciting. Like so, like my job right now, aside from coaching and programming, and developing a staff and developing a brand. <laughs> aside from you know, aside from that, that's aside, all, aside that's from that. <laughs> My job right now is literally texting through Facebook, Instagram, uh, like phone text, as well as we have like our, our softwares that we use all day chatting with women about coming in here to join our program. And it's like a full... And you're, sh- and you're sharing that responsibility, right? Yeah. That's not yeah, even so like you're doing a bunch of it and it's there's still more of it. So Kelly and I are tag teaming that and mm-hmm. I decided to tag team it with her because... Like there's just so many leads coming in, which is a awesome thing. It's fortunate, but it, it was like, weird to hear the word tag team and I know, my wife. I know. In the same I, sentence. I apologize. That's okay. That. That's okay. That's cool. That's that's, <laughs> that's my that's own angle. That's a little weird. <laughs> Mike uh, is tag teaming with my wife. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, and so I, I'm grateful that we have all these leads coming through, but just because. You know, you, you put out an ad, or you put, or, or you open up a business like that. That mentality of build it and they will come does not exist in order to create um any type of successful business you're gonna have to put a lot of work on the back end to make sure that you follow up with everyone and that you confirm with everyone and that they come in here and they show up and when they show up you know do they buy if they don't buy do you follow up with them afterwards so it's literally like like hours and hours and hours and hours of of prep work hours of follow-up hours of of confirming with with consults and then then doing like the consult aspect of things. So there's a lot of, and, and like you're dealing with people and, and, and you have to, um, you know, tread lightly in certain topics. Cause a lot of this topics that we talk about in our consults are very vulnerable and people aren't good in fitness. And so there's just so much energy spent on just making sure that people are comfortable buying from you. 
And there are so many no's when it comes to the sales and anybody that does sales, you get more no's than yeses. And especially when you're dealing with a, a kind of a more exclusive yeah. service and a little bit higher, higher ticket, um, such as this. Yeah. And it's <coughs> tough. Right. And so the, the ruts happen where it's like, well, I'm putting all this work on the, on the back end to get people just to love our process and, and to just give us a chance that all of these no's can be like, man, I just want to quit and work at Walmart. What keeps, what, what, what keeps you anchored? Like what keeps pulling you back into pushing forward? That's a really good question because I, I talked about that with GR um, not too long ago, actually a couple of days ago. And we were talking about like what it is that I want out of this company. And for me, it's like creating not only a legacy for myself and my family and, and, and that realm of things, but also I was brought on this earth to help people and I have a gift at helping people and I get my joy out of helping people. And so if I can allow myself to just think about that when I'm quote unquote selling someone our program and, and I don't even think of it as selling, I'm helping someone understand that what we can do can help them and not in a bait and switch type of sales mini type of car salesman thing. It's it's all about we can help. We have we believe thousand percent in our product. Let us help you. And and as long as I can remind myself that we're all about helping people, then I'm 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 always energized. And nine times out of ten it's not even the <coughs> It's not the financial mm -hmm. investment from somebody that I get concerned. It's different because I deal in the athletic space. So from a general fitness standpoint, this can be challenging because a lot of people are in that vulnerable next step stage where I think they, a lot of people will use the it's too expensive as, again, a, another little bit of an excuse to, to say, well, yes. it, it's also expensive. So that's another thing that is causing me not to want to make that change. This right? is why I can't lose weight. It's too expensive. Right. I told you. Right. The, I, I said it was expensive. I can't do it now. Yeah, we, we those give self-fulfilling prophecies, right. right? Where it's like they go in kind of, and whether it's to appease, you have to wonder too, like how many of these people are coming in here because they want to come in here or because like their family, you know, especially if, if someone's at a point where their health is being affected by, you know, the decisions they've made or where they're at in their life that I imagine when they come into a situation like this, they're probably being heavily influenced by a lot of people to like, you need to do this. And they've probably exhausted all the excuses and they're at a point where, you know, they're in a rut mm -hmm. and whether it's, you know, meeting with you and getting the nudge and, and feeling that trust from you and then making that decision or whether it's them, you know, getting that like real life shock where maybe something like terrible mm -hmm. actually does happen and they feel like it's necessary now. Um, all, all can be, reasons why you know people have difficulty getting up out of those ruts mm -hmm. but i think for, like the money thing for me when i hear people are like oh it's too expensive it's like like for sure know that you spend more than that mm -hmm. on garbage mm -hmm. one garbage that you're probably shoveling into your mouth right <laughs> that's probably not s such a great decision and i do the same thing of course and you we, do the same thing human, and you're human and you want to enjoy humanity however we're not all built the same Right. I think it, that's the one thing I used to get. <laughs> I made the transition from general fitness to athletics because <clears throat> it, it wasn't the best fit for me. I tend to be honest to a fault. Right. Um, however, I, I at a lot of different instances, I've said things that have probably elicited a pretty strong react, a negative reaction from people. But when they've had time to think about it, will oftentimes, um, apologize and, and actually be quite thankful that I said it. Cause I think we like tiptoe around a lot of things. Um, but it's like, 
I used to get people go, well, I hate it. Like, so-and-so can eat whatever they want, and they never gain a pound. Well, it's like, so-and-so is so-and-so, and they have their own unique physiology, yeah. right? Let's let's just, like, call a spade a spade. You, you are you, which means that you might have to do things differently than the person beside you, and you will likely have to. Mm-hmm. Especially, I don't know, I'm getting off topic, but I, I think I'm just going to let this conversation sure. go wherever it's going to go. And... In, you know, it's like we are just who we are, and as a result, we'll have to make decisions based on that. Meaning that, like, if you can't eat junk food without gaining lots of weight, you can't look at the person next to you that eats junk food and doesn't put on weight as, like, the excuse why you get to keep going mm-hmm. and keep doing that. Because it's not good for either of you, but the fact of the matter is you just physically show it different. I used to say that to a couple of my clients that would go, it's just not fair. There's a lot of things that are not fucking fair. Yeah, I mean... Right. But don't tell me it's not fair that you can't eat two pieces of cake a night. Like that's, that's not a discussion that we're going to have. The bottom line is if you want what you're going to want, which is to be healthier, to lose weight, to feel better. You also have to be okay of, of making those, I wouldn't call them sacrifices because it's like, once you feel good, I feel like you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I I was doing this to myself largely. I'm I'm reminded of a, of a quote that I read. Actually, I use it on our programming. So for members that are listening that see it on our, on our Zen planner programming, the, the quote is, if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. Right. And and I may be like, well, I can't do that because I'm too old. I can't do that because my metabolism is slow. I can't do that because my thyroid. Right. Well, cool. It's hormones. Cool. That's that's your limitation. Then you get to keep it. Cool. Then like stay stay as is. And people get in ruts. Going back to the rut is because their capacity to to deal with what's going on in their life at that moment is – They've exhausted. They've they've thresholded. Does that make sense? They've, they've thresholded. Reached their they've thre- reached. They've reached. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a verb. <laughs> they've thresholded. No, they, yeah, they've reached their threshold, right. and it's up to them at that point to say, okay, do I need to change my current state of being, or do I just stay the same and cap myself at at it is? And, and, and then that's where I get my frustrations from and my um, my ruts. It's like, man, I wish I could just do all of this and be smart at everything and be like the guy next door who can run a successful business. But then I'm sure he's got hangups and everybody reaches their threshold at a certain level. Luckily with this informative world that we live in with the internet, you can learn every skill possible. Just got to be patient and put in your, at your fingertips. Right. Right. I started yesterday. I started teaching myself how to edit with final cut pro. Cool. So I'm at a point where like all my businesses driven largely by content and as a result i have taught myself how to edit to a degree with very basic softwares but i've reached a point where my content and how it looks and i'm and i do that kind of putting it side by side to people that you know uh, maybe i aspire to be and i go here's where i'm lacking like i i'm good in this area good in this area but my edits are are kind of crap and my titles look crap and all that and that's me being hard on myself but it's like okay i have two choices one is i could just sit here and keep complaining about how like i don't have good software to use and i don't have anybody to edit for me and blah 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 or i could download the fucking piece of software myself and i can spend the next two months of my life where i would have just been complaining about it mm-hmm. learning how to edit with it how do you think i learned photoshop gotta teach yourself there's I tutorials t- on youtube so, like step by so step anytime tutorials. i had to do a, a graphic yeah. on photoshop i would google how to 
da da da, and it was show me, and then I remembered that I step, and so now it's like I have all these skills in Photoshop without ever going to school for it. Yeah, but you know what you did? You know what that's called? School, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's also called school, just because you didn't pay someone for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> doesn't so mean, doesn't mean you're still not at school and learning. Yeah. So like that's that's my definition of ruts: people that <clears throat> that reach their threshold and they can no longer like they've reached their ceiling at that current moment. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have to get better at learning how to follow up with leads and, and create that system. So I'm learning that right now. How do you deal with um, with your ruts? Like what gets you off your funk? My ruts are almost entirely um, as a result of my own like insecurities and, and anxieties. So I... And I'm very, very, very transparent about this. Anybody that's ever met me has probably learned this at some point, not too far after meeting me just because it's come up somehow. But I deal with um, like high, high level anxiety, specifically um, social anxieties. And they've, it's just, you know, we all have our unique lives, dude. Like, I'm not going to get into telling you guys about my whole life, but I've, I've he's right now under a table. <laughs> so I've, kidding. I've had a unique life. I've had unique circumstances that have led me to experience hardships and happiness and ups and downs, just like everybody else has. However, you know, where it's led me is you know, through 30 plus years, probably up until I was about 30, I did not really have much of a grasp on why certain things were the way they were. And specifically, it was like why I dealt with certain things in the way I dealt with. I'll put it this way. I've been coaching and training and working sporadically through my whole life, in my 20s specifically, but I never had like anchors and roots anywhere into exactly what I wanted to do, largely because of myself and how I processed other people's opinions about me and also influence from from people that were very close to me. And um, I valued what they thought. So at times what they thought was that I was doing things wrong. I was was going down a path that had absolutely no end to it. I was, and it was just pointless. There was nothing to look at. It was whatever, right? You you can't make money doing what you want to do. I was in, I was in the, the dunk and jump scene, which like, you guys are like, what the fuck's that? Well, for the longest time, I literally would go around the world and I would slam dunk basketballs in front of people in crowds and contests, not off trampolines. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) I had bounce. I still have decent bounce for a 35 year old this year. I think this, you know, aside from my back feeling like it's Mm. loosely assembled now, but, um, my back is an Ikea dresser. It's just like, it, it's not fully tightened. Where's the (laughs) last screw? Is it in the bag? <laughs> and the instructions on how to fix it yeah. is just as vague. I don't know how to fix the kushunkt. <laughs> I don't even know what they're called. They're some some sort of some sort of IKEA brand name. Anyway, my back is is just a piece of work. Um, and I did that, and um, I trained on the side. I was coaching constantly, but it was in a part time setting because. Yeah. People in my life needed me to have a very uh, stable and secure job. You better work nine to five, right? You better have benefits. You better have a pension. You better have all that shit that is standard for living in this world. Mm -hmm. You are irresponsible if you don't have a a career path that has A, B, C, D, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like all that shit, right? And you've heard this before. Like you, I mean, we're entrepreneurs. I hate that word sometimes. I don't want to use that. We are... um, 
I, I created a job for myself. That's what I did. We are um, victims of our own inspiration <laughs> and passion. Um, but yeah, so had people telling me, you know, don't do this and don't do that. And classic, like the, the, the crab in the bucket analogy, mm. right? And if those of you that don't know the crab in the bucket analogy, it's that if you throw a whole bunch of crabs, I don't throw, you set them gently, animal welfare is important. You set these crabs in a bucket, undoubtedly what will happen is one of the crabs will use the other crabs and climb up and try to get out of the bucket. But what happens is these crabs, based on their, their unique makeup, will, will pull the crab back into the bucket. And whether that it, I mean, that's, that's hardwired into their, into their physiology is they will pull and it's such a crazy analogy and it's, it's super eye opening to think like, you know, I was the crab trying to get out of the bucket. I was the crab trying to say like, I don't want this. I don't mm. want the standard life. And this isn't, and it's, and it's for some people. I don't want people to think that I'm like hey, on here trying to get you to quit your job and do what I was doing. Cause bottom line is you probably hate it. Um, but, and it's very difficult. But if, if, it's, if it's who you are and you know if it's you, trust me, you know if it's you, I was a terrible employee in the set. Mike's like, yeah, you yep. are. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, I, I hated marching to the beat of someone else's drum because I, was, I, I did. I felt like I had good ideas and, and I always felt undervalued. And it was more so I hated the idea of not being in control so as I kind of worked my way through my 20s, I started to, to realize more and more and more that like, I'm not happy, even in the slightest. I tried so many jobs, man. Yeah. I was coaching on the side and training, but then like I, I, I went and got my teaching degree, so I taught for a few years. And I loved teaching. Yeah. The problem was I was working like a million hours a week. And it was in the wrong was, setting. And I was being paid in like high fives. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, <laughs> like good job. Six high fives this week for you. And I'm like, I can't eat sandwiches if I yeah. need more high fives. So I, I constantly was trying to figure out what I wanted. I knew I loved educating, right? Like I knew I loved that. Mm. But it was like battling with the pressures from, from home and, and, and people in my life and just trying to push forward and just, I was, con I was pivoting constantly. I was like, oh, fuck this, this sucks. Quit it, yeah. pivot, 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 pivot. But the only thing that was constant was work like working with people and athletes and trying to help yeah. people physically because it, and, it, and it got to a point where at, you know i had a big like life-changing event around 30 years old that and and i'll just be honest like, so i was married for, before and i and i was divorced right around that time and that was like very challenging for me because i didn't you know i hadn't first of all i hadn't been single in a long time i also <clears throat> wasn't really aware of <laughs> this coming so it was it was a lot yeah. to, it was a lot yeah. to stomach right and at the same time, I was like very unstable with my own career. At that point, I actually was hired by, um, like right soon after that split, I was hired by Windsor Police as a dispatcher. Right. That's right. Which everybody was like, dude, you fucking made it, man. Like, dis first of all, dispatch is an incredibly difficult job to get. There was over a thousand applicants, and I was the only male hired, and there were five people in total hired out of a thousand. So. <sighs> And it's funny, like the whole time I kept saying, like, I don't even think I want to do this. <laughs> but I was so fascinated with the process of trying to get hired. And I was like, I think I can do it. Like, it was like a goal. Yeah, I was like, I I'm going to challenge. I'm going to nail it. this because it was like six levels right. of testing. It was like typing testing that I was like, I was always Na been a really fast typer. <laughs> Nailed it. Next. <laughs> right. Nailed it. Nailed it. And I, like, I had the highest score on the fucking typing mm. thing. I was like, I was just competing 
as an athlete <laughs> in a job race. And then as soon as I got the interview, I knew like I was like, it's over. I got this for sure. I love interviews. I loved any uh, any opportunity to answer questions, meet people, and sell myself all in the same go. Fucking, it's game over. It was a it was a panel of six women, um, which this is not like a shot at women, but like I also love dialoguing with women like i right. don't know what it is i just i like it and <laughs> i left the interview had a great time and also had two of them as clients yeah see. i saw <laughs> i sold them personal training at the end of my interview and they were like this is all game card they were like oh we'll be talking to you soon or whatever i remember so. my first interview <laughs> my only interview in life i've yeah. never had interviews sure sure uh, but it was at a gym yeah and like how'd it go I made the owners laugh and I got the job. <laughs> like it was, just, I was just like, you're cool. just people. Like you're yeah. just talking to people. I'm like, I get to talk to you. You're going to, you're going to like it. Like I'm, I can sell myself. But then when I would get into these jobs very quickly, both myself and they would realize that like, despite the fact that I might have a skill set that is, you know, um, appropriate for the job, the, <clears throat> the way in which my, my brain worked and my own personal hangups lent itself to, for me to be a poor employee. I was, I quit. Mm almost every well I did I quit every single job I ever had and it was always very unexpected to the people that I was working for because I would just hit a day and this is largely to do with my mental health side of things and this would happen over and over again I hit this day where I'm like I well first before that a few times I'd just be sick I'd randomly get just crazy ill like I had pneumonia three years in a row and I was like you remember, mm -hmm. I, I, and this was just before kind of transitioning yep. over to, to working with you and, and yeah. at Sweat. But I was like, why the fuck do I get so sick all the time? And it's the same thing around the same time of the year. And I'm and everybody's like, yeah, it's, it's just sad, <laughs> right? It's a yeah. seasonal affective disorder. Everybody gets it. Yeah. But, I, the, but then I realized that, holy shit, like I, I was, it was always at the point in which I realized that I hated what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is seasonal affective disorder just le just legitimately everybody hates what they're doing at the same time? <laughs> because it's gray out. Probably. Right? There's no sun. So everybody just realizes on the same day and around the same time that I'm like, I'm just so unhappy with going to, to this job. Cause not, <laughs> if, well, it's, no. if it's not, then I'm just being an ass. But at the same People time. People have like, nothing to look forward to, right? It's like, like, it was supposed to be sunny this weekend, but it wasn't. Right. So now, like, my life is not... Not good. And I, weekend is a perfect, like, I hated living for a weekend. Like, the concept of being, like, people be like, it's fucking Monday. Everybody hates Mondays. And I'd be like, I don't hate Mondays. But then you'd find yourself, because you hated going in, that the only thing that brought you any type of joy was, was Friday. Yeah. was like, everybody was happier on Fridays. And I was like, something seems wrong. I'm like, why are humans like this? I, I, and, I, and I was always been a deeper thinker. I always, I'm always in my own head. So I think, I think it's conservation of energy and like think from an evolutionary standpoint, I keep bringing this up because we haven't evolved at all since we've been around how many thousands of years, a couple hundred thousand as well, we've homo sapiens. No, we've only been on this earth for 2000 years. 2000 years. Well, no, 6,000 because the earth was made year 1000. Yeah. Anyways. With a man and a hammer. Yes. <laughs> uh, and a burning bush. <laughs> uh, um, Sorry. You're learning. Ex listen, if we offend anybody... Oops. Um, but <clears throat> I think humans want to conserve energy. Because I know for me, man, like when, when it's Friday, I'm like, oh, finally. I get to like relax my brain that's been on since Sunday night <laughs> mm -hmm. through, you know, like mm -hmm. Friday morning. Um, so so 
I'm trying not to be that guy. I think for me, like me looking forward to the weekend is me being able to shut my brain off and recharging versus like, if yeah, Sunday fun day, going to go party on a boat like that. That's not why and I, I never understood. Sorry to cut you off. That's um, fine. Not really though. No, um, <laughs> I never understood people like, ah, I can't wait for the weekend. I'm so exhausted for this job, but <laughs> then they get fucking annihilated on a Friday and a Saturday and then feel like a bag of dicks on Sunday and then come back to work on Monday being like, I hate Monday. Right. And, yeah. well, of course you hate Mondays. Yeah. You filled your body with poison for three days straight. I'd hate Mondays too if that was the day following being poisoned. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Point. Like <laughs> you look forward to just wrecking yourself. I, and it was like I was constantly having these conversations with my clients. Like they're like, why do I feel like crap? Well, I don't know, man. Like how many drinks did you have this weekend? And they're like, I only had like 20 drinks. And I was like, really? Only 20? That's so unlike you to have 20 drinks. Yeah. I feel like that. But you're you're dumping ethanol into your body and, and you're wondering why your organs aren't having a great time. Point, point I was making and where I was at was that I just, I was constantly being brought back to being reminded that I was unhappy. But then I was the type of person that was just completely willing to sacrifice what I would consider to be stability for mm -hmm. my mental health. And I would do it over and over again. And then I would have my family that would be looking in going, and I know that they were biting their tongue a lot of times going, what are you doing? Like what, like what, like just fucking get a job. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, our parents are really products of, of parent, their parents through the great depression. And I think that the, uh, the type of, you know, um, the type of things they were taught and to value are different than we necessarily wanted for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I respect where they were coming from in terms of like, make sure you're stable and make sure you're taken care of. But I get that when, when money is of absolute necessity yeah. and also not easy to come by. Yeah. Yes. Conserve and, and be frugal and, and it work when you hate work and just work to work. But money's a lot more easy to come by if, and people are resourceful in many different ways and we have access to different mediums now that make it possible for people to be creative on a broader scale so i kept on just trying to like ensure people like no like this makes sense to me and despite the people going you're never gonna make money with jumping um I, I knew I would. I, it just it was a matter of time so it just took a There's, whole like, lot of time you have no plan b it's like plan a plan what what's your plan b <laughs> Plan A. My plan B is try plan A again. Yeah. But differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll just continue to, to pivot and try new things and know that regardless of at the end of the day, how much my bank account has in it or what have you, that I'm happy as a result. Kelly is happy because I'm happy. And as a result, our, our new and, addition when and it, guess it what pops happens, out of there. And guess what happens when you're happy? You become more successful because you're now not... <clears throat> like focus on the negativity that's consuming your life and now, you, and now you're able to be more creative and you can express what you want to express through your jump training and mm -hmm. like things start to trickle in in a better better manner than than always have to be negative mm -hmm. and i talk about this even like in, in our consults and, and with our members where it's like um your circle of influence and, there, and there's a circle that you can influence like what you wear what you eat how you talk to people like you can influence that stuff but then there's an there's an outer ring that of things that you can't influence politics religion the bitch down the street that's talking shit about you like you, you just can't like you can't influence that 
And so if you spend your time only focusing on that and putting your attention on that, well, guess what? That's going to trickle into the circle that you can influence. And then your circle of what of things that matter most are going to end up being a piece of shit. Yeah. And then people are like, I'm in this rut. I like my, my life is kind of shitty. Well, just like, w- w- like, what's your attention focused on? Like, yeah, it's, I think it's it's really the it's really the narrative of like what's what you have control over is where your focus needs to go, and that's mm-hmm. what breeds a higher anxiety environment, and that's what I had the hardest time with, and that's why I've been more successful as of recent is I've learned to separate out of my life the things that I don't have control of, and just kind of keep walking my walk with my with my head down and, and just keep pushing through mm-hmm. versus before I'd be so influenced by what other people were doing mm-hmm. that I would second guess myself and I'd be like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm not qualified to do this. Maybe I'm this, maybe I'm this, but maybe I, I hope this person doesn't think this of me. I hope. And then finally it was one day I was like, <laughs> why do I give a shit who this person I've never met mm-hmm. thinks of me when I know that there are now thousands and thousands of people that do care about what I have to say. I don't care about what this other person has mm-hmm. to say. It's like I unfollowed like every other coach and person that I could think mm-hmm. of, not because I don't like them or because I don't think what they do is valuable. Cause you don't want to compare, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't breathe into my message, anything other than self doubt for mm-hmm. me. So it's set yourself up for success a little bit. Maybe that's a good point to make as well as if you're in a rut is like put some things in place that help you. It's like if you are a person that has difficulty with snacking, okay, I'm, I, I have a hard time and at night I snack. Well, step one is take the shit out of your house yeah. that is the worst for you. Mm-hmm. That way, if you decide to get leave your house and go in your car and drive to a fucking 7-Eleven, to get a honey bun, then that's something that you can talk to yourself about the whole way there and the whole way back. And you know, if you eat it, that you made a very, very concerted effort to eat that. There's been times where I'm at home and I have like no ice cream and I'm, I'm like, man, I wish you could have some ice cream right now. You live across the road from a grocery I store. I know, but, but it's still like four <laughs> floors down. I have to walk to my car. Like that alone. You could walk to the grocery that, that, store. <laughs> that alone, that alone makes me not want it. I'm like, you know what? Ah. And, I, and I'm the type of person, I'll be honest with you, like I battle with my own self, physical self-image, just like I think a lot of guys do and don't talk about. But um, I was a person that when I lived on my own, I didn't bring anything bad into the house. Mm. And when I was by myself, I ate very well. I was very you know, fit and, and, and super healthy and probably to a degree of that was unhealthy. Like I was very concerned with what I put into my body. And then I met Kel and... This is not a bad thing by any means, but I think like she gave me the comfort of knowing it's okay to just like live a little bit more, (laughs) you know, don't be so stringent. Don't be so hard on yourself, but she snacks. Yeah. She's now she's pregnant. She's she's always snacking. But (laughs) even when I first met her, like her house, like she'd have fucking cookies hidden behind stuff and she'd have this over here. Then she'd have like a bag of M&Ms that would last her for a year. But but she knows how to like control she that. She knows how yeah. to, for sure. And that's great. <laughs> you're like, like she, I'm not her. <laughs> you're like a squirrel. Food. Got to eat it all now. I, got, I have such food issues. And you yeah. know, yeah. I have like weird ass food issues that if I see food or if I, not seafood, but if I see food um, and I'm hungry, like I'm going to eat it till it's gone. Yeah. Because... I don't want to look at it. I also, I think like when it's gone, I'm like, it's, it's out of my mind and it's over with, but I, if I eat half of it, I'm addicted. 
Like I have an addictive personality. For me, it shuts off my brain from thinking of things that I think about every single day. For me, food is, is comfort, and I hate that, and I'm trying to cope with it, but I can't. That's that's straight up, I think, what mo- – that's that's but, that's the disorder part of but it. But that's the thing, right? And, and like you've been, you've, Food's been used with you probably since you were of course, young. As to, a way of, of, of blocking uh, – Oh, you're having a bad day? Yeah. Here, have this piece of pie Yeah, and, or and, something. Yeah. And so while some people go for a walk or a run, I'd like go to – Go for a pie. I'd like to go <laughs> for a pie. <laughs> it's, it's a matter with that. No, but that's – and that's where – I'm also working on that myself because now that I own a business and I got to kind of walk the walk, I also have to share in my struggles because people need to hear from me as well. Yeah. Not just that um, I, I'm not immune to what people go through. In fact, like everyone's stressed. Like no one is immune to stress. That's what we'll get into on our next episode. We'll get into talking about managing and walking the, the tight tightrope of stress and the things we use to cope and manage it. How's that sound? Cool. Cool. I like that. Well, I think we should cut this off now because it's been going for quite some time and we've talked about everything and and anything and I I imagine it's like a weird web that people have tried to (laughs) figure out how to to navigate. Um, We appreciate you being here again with us and listening to us ramble on. If you have any questions or if you have any topics that you'd um, like for us to touch on, why don't you just go ahead and, and send uh, Mikey a message, maybe a DM at uh, Team Sweat Life. Go to Instagram. Go go to the, the, the magnifying glass. I'm just trying to walk people through that maybe listening to this that don't know right. social media very well. You can open the Instagram app. You know, at the bottom, there's a little magnifying glass. Click on that. At the top, search Team Sweat Life, all one word. And then you, you go to the profile and then at the top there's like a blue button and it says it's a blue i'm colorblind it's blue right there's a blue button says follow click it and then send them a dm oh here's the next difficult art here's what you're going to want to do you're going to go to the bottom left you're going to go to the bottom left you're going to click your the home or not the home button the the feed button it's going to take you to where everybody's posts are then you go to the top right and there's like this little triangle thing looks like an arrow click that Oh, we're getting into it now. Then you're going to search Mike again and you're going to go to Team Sweat Life and you're going to send him a direct message. That's DM. You're going to slide into DM. You're going to slide into Mike's DM and you're going to be like, hey, Mike, this is me, uh, Person X. I just had a, uh, <clears throat> a, a thought that that magnifying glass is a magnifying glass. I never realized that the search, like I just came, like I knew it was, but didn't really know it was. What do I use this weird? I thought it was like a mon. I don't know. Like, this weird glass with a stick attached to yeah. it. I just had the epiphany that it was, it's a, it's, it is a magnifying glass. You know mag- Yeah. It's a magnifying glass. So send them a DM. And uh, if you have any topics you'd like us to touch on, um, we'll do that. We'll touch on it. Can't promise it's going to be any good, but we'll touch on it. And if you want to follow me, I don't know why you would, go to Project Pure Athlete, all one word. Or you can follow my – actually, I'm not going to give you my personal one. Project Pure Athlete, let's go with that. And if you want to just, like, see some jumping stuff, um, come on over, yeah. hang out. This is Tyler Ray, and I'm your host. And I'm sitting here with handsome Mike on the mic, Mike Patella, owner of Sweat Fitness and Performance. And we are pleased to be your full-depth – um, podcast providers. Podcast providers. I'm going to say like uh, tour guides of our of our crazy minds. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.